It is time to bring in my friend and also our Canaba County Sheriff, and that is Brian Smith. Welcome to a Thursday, Brian. Good morning, everyone. It's a pleasure to have you. It's always a beautiful morning so far. Weather's going to kind of cooperate into the weekend. A lot of people out and about. A lot of extra traffic, they say, with this MEA weekend, too, Brian. Yeah, I would I would expect some uh, extra traffic. Uh, you know, the MEA weekend is traditionally a, a well-traveled one. I didn't see as much traffic yesterday as I kind of thought I would, but uh, it'll probably happen today then. I would think, and I know a few people stuck around for various football games and things like that that happened around our area. You know, I know Mora yeah. and Pine City played last night along with a bunch of other games in our area. So maybe people are waiting for that and they're going to hit the road now. So just Yeah, that's probably, probably likely because there's Friday night lights everywhere in the state. So. Yep. Absolutely. It was uh, when, Wednesday foot, night lights. <laughs> yeah, when, well, yeah, Wednesday night lights. You know, Friday night lights on Wednesday. There you go. That, that. That will yeah. clarify that. See, Brian, before we get into finding out about calls to service, I know you and I just off the air uh, mentioned, but there's really been some serious road things that have happened here just in the last week, not necessarily in Kennebec County, but I thought maybe you just kind of want to touch on that. Yeah, you know, we had some tragic wrecks. Um, you know, in our neighboring counties, and that's not very far away, and the roadway is just like our own. And, you know, like Sandy had a bad fatality, and uh, Pine had a very bad fatality, and, and took some young lives, and it was really, really, they're, they're sad. And uh, they, usually they don't have to happen. You know, these weren't ones that were just accidental. You know, mm-hmm. somebody made some really poor choices, and, uh, uh, some others cost or had dear cost because of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so. Yeah, it's you know that uh, high speed sounds like it was involved in in a couple of those that I'm aware of, um, like extremely high speeds, um, and uh, others are either impaired driving or or inattentive driving. Mm-hmm. Would be the real the real top common denominators and it's just and like you say there are things that can be preventable so i mean there are accidents that happen a a deer jumps out somebody has a medical emergency they cross into somebody's lane there are things that happen are that are just you just kind of shake your head when they happen for sure but some of these others it's just maybe more awareness um i don't know we talk about this over and over it seems like yeah it's just a higher level of responsibility and you know we probably don't think of it because we do it every day, but, you know, driving is probably one of the biggest responsibilities you have uh, in your life just because you're driving around a, a piece of steel and aluminum and parts that are, you know, they weigh a couple tons. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of force, and uh, we don't think about that, I don't think. It, you know, that's a really good point, and, and take it seriously. I think, with to be quite honest, it sounds like a weird thing to say, I suppose, but automatic transmissions are lovely. You can get behind the wheel, you push the gas, you push the brake. It's very simple. And when yeah. you drive a four-speed, there's more going on. You have to think about it. I know that's a weird thing to think about, but I know when I drive the Roadrunner, I mean, there's an extra layer there for me to figure things out and to be really in the moment on the road. And I, right. there's some good to that, I think. I think so. I would I would tend to agree with that. I, I learned to drive on manual transmissions, and 
them for a long time before I ever got an automatic. And yeah, you definitely got to focus more. And it's again, automatics are great. It's just that maybe we get a little more lackadaisical. I don't know if that's true or not. We do. But yeah, it's a little little easier to jump behind the wheel and just push. Like I say, push the accelerator, push the brake, push. You know, so just something to think about this morning. And Brian, something else. Um, I, I was going to let you go ahead and get into the calls to service, and then I have. I want to talk about Zethan Schultz because he is an Eagle Scout. I is going yeah. to be getting his Eagle Scout designation. I just talked to him yesterday on the yeah. air, and I know how big you are into Boy Scouts. So why don't we do our calls to service, and then we'll touch on that for a moment. All right. Uh, well, we had uh, 261 calls for service this past week, which is right around in that our normal, what, what our normal has been. And uh, we had, oh, the we had eight new arrests so arrests were down a little bit from what we'd been seeing but we had a couple weeks in there that we were really kind of high um so this is a little bit closer to what our averages have been um but we had a couple dwis uh they were gross misdemeanors which means they were not uh they they well they both involved high alcohol content so that, that moved them from a misdemeanor to a gross misdemeanor. Brian, what are the, also, can I ask you real quick, what are the, where is that tipping point? You know what I mean? Where, what is that number? Is it like point twice two? Twice the legal limit. Okay, twice so, the legal limit. and the legal point limit, six. I was going to say. one six and up. Okay. Makes it an automatic gross misdemeanor versus a misdemeanor. Right, okay. Because I know in the old days, uh, it was, before they went to point zero eight, but prior to that it had been point one. So now, and this has been in place yep. for a while. The point zero eight, you double that, it's one point six. Okay, I just yeah. wanted and, to clarify. And back in the, and back in the day when we were at one all, the point two zero and above was the magic enhancer. Mm-hmm. So okay. you would get a. So that part's always been there. So um, sure. now it's just lower, just like the point zero eight is a little lower. So okay. Um, and then we had we had another arrest for driving after canceled inimical inimical to public safety. So that usually revolves around somebody's had driving uh, DWI related offenses, and they've had so many that the state has determined that they 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 won't get rehabilitated, so they can no longer drive a mo- uh, motor vehicle, mm. any motorized vehicle, wow. anything with a motor on it. They cannot drive on a public roadway Boy. or even on public property. Really? So, so the, no, no, I'm going to ask yeah. a weird question out of the blue. So can they mow their lawn? You can mow your lawn. Okay. That's private property. Private. Okay. That's what you're saying. Public property. But you can't, you can't drive an ATV in the ditches. You can't drive a tractor down the road. You can't drive an electric bike down the road. Snowmobile? Can't do that either? No snowmobile. Nope. Okay. I just was curious. That's very interesting. I don't so. think you can even drive a boat. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so you know, that's a, but it, you, you got to really work at it to get there. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. So you, if you refuse to take you know, accountability for your choices, uh, that's what's going to happen. And, and you, you can regain your um, privileges, your driving privileges, but you have to do what the state determines you have to do, which usually means treatment and, you know, a certain length of time and that kind of stuff. Sure. And showing, like you say, accountability and that you're right. making that change. Yeah, that's understandable. Right. 
All right, yeah. so about average then for this time period, but again, some some bigger yeah. situations going on as well. Yep, the rest were mostly warrant failure to peers, couple um, couple probation violations, rub revolving around drugs and stolen property. So, okay. okay, all yeah. right, good information there, and and like I say, I think we'll do just a kind of a positivity thing today. Um, and the reason I'm bringing this up is Brian has been involved with Boy Scouts for how long, Brian? Well, if, if you really want to get down to it, probably since I was in first grade. Because <laughs> so, I, I know, Dad, I, I was, your dad took I you. In, yeah, yeah I, was, I was in Scouts when I was a kid, and, and I graduated or I aged out. So at 18, you age out, and then you can become a, a leader. But your, your scouting as a scout is done at 18. Um, and yeah, my dad was scoutmaster, um, for quite a while while I was in it. And, uh, well, when my, when my oldest decided that he wanted to be in scouts, uh, which he did on his own, it wasn't even something that I suggested. He just, it was similar to my own circumstances. I just, he thought it would be cool. I thought it was cool. And, uh, uh he started and then. I started with the troop as a leader, um, and now for the last uh, 10 years or so, I've been scoutmaster for Troop 191. Aaron Mora, absolutely. It's very cool. And I know that Zethan Schultz, now he is part of the Mora group, am I right? Yes. Okay. He's been, been in scouts since he was little. He came, up, he came up through from probably first grade, kindergarten maybe. I think they made it even younger now for started. Sure. And it's very cool because when I talked to him yesterday, so if you missed it, um, meaning Brian and anybody else listening, so we chat with Brent Nelson from Mora High School. He's the principal on Wednesdays and he always brings a student in. So he brought Zethan in. And one of the things we talked about is that he is going to become an Eagle Scout and they're having a ceremony coming up here at the end of October. And it was cool talking to him because I looked up how few Boy Scouts become Eagle Scouts because it is really, there's a lot that has to happen. And so certainly they have them out there, but uh, the numbers are quite low. So it's he's going to be in a very elite group. Uh, he is. And he he is an Eagle Scout. He passed his board he of did. review, okay. which is the final step in the, in the, in the ranking process. You know, they have a board of review after every, every rank and, like Eagle Rank, it's a special board review and it's made up of a bigger panel. But um, yeah, he he uh, he concluded that in uh, early September. So he is an he is an Eagle Scout, and now the the last part is just celebrating that. Okay. And uh, with family and friends, and which is traditional for um, our Eagle Scouts to have uh, a special court uh, of honor just for them. And, Brian, while we have just a couple more minutes here, can you explain a little bit, because I don't fully understand it, but there's a lot of things to go through to get to this designation of Eagle Scout. Am I right? Yeah. You know, the, the scouting program is, is built around um, a lot of skills, and and but they're broken down into segments. So you have what I think most people wouldn't think of Boy Scouts as your camping and outdoor skills, but there's there's a lot more to it where you you also learn about good citizenship you know citizenship in your community and your 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 state and world and nation and 
each each one of these ranks and badges, there's requirements that you have to achieve, you know, learn and demonstrate that you understand and can do some of those things um, before you get signed off by, you know, the scout leadership. And uh, the Eagle rank is the pinnacle of that. Um, so you have demonstrated that you have the leadership skills. So you've been leading your troop. You, you've done things in the community to demonstrate your leadership abilities, um, your good citizenship, um, your, your outdoor skills and camping skills and um, your environmental awareness and um, taking care of our, our wonderful natural resources that we have available and um, all of that goes into getting to that eagle and well I think right now I think only about four between four and five percent of scouts ever achieve eagle mm-hmm. that's what so I read really, too yeah. yes it's really an elite um, group and and it's you know you not everyone who not everyone wants to, to to do what you need to do to achieve that rank. So, therefore, you you get the the elite scouts that that are able to do that. It's a very it's a very neat thing, and I think it puts their path going forward through life. The skills are just remarkable, and to get to that level is just an amazing thing. So I just wanted to congratulate Zethan again, and I know you're a big part of the scouts here, so I thought it was nice to let you give some more insight into that, Brian, so I appreciate that very much. And, it, and you know, you can you can see the the eagles in our community, and it, it probably isn't as, as much in the forefront as it probably should be, um, but that those leadership skills that they learn have have allowed those individuals to excel and a lot of our fortune 500 ceos um some of our our higher level politicians um i don't know how many sheriffs i've run into that i find out at some point in time that oh yeah i'm an eagle scout mm-hmm. and uh you know it's just but that's part of what that program is is there to do yeah. is to help prepare youth to become leaders in their community and take on the world so to speak yes absolutely, absolutely. in the best way absolutely. possible it's yep. a, it's again uh we want to tip our hat to him and brian for all you do with the scouts as well locally we do appreciate it so much but my dear i suppose time is time and i know you've got a lot going on yet this weekend so you be safe on the road and you and i will catch up a week from now Sounds good. It's a pleasure, my dear. All right, take care now.